0: the week with you. Hopefully you're enjoying the new format, the new show. I am your host, co-host, Paul Pop joining me. As always, Kiss by Benny Rose.
1: I was just gonna say something related to it and I just decided against it. But you did it for me. So hello hello.
0: <laughs> Welcome back. How how is your how's your day going?
1: Going pretty good. Just got a little bit of a headache. But uh,
0: you know, we uh,
1: we're getting warmer weather here, which is fantastic. So yeah. hopefully that stays consistent. I'm kind of over the snow. For those that don't know, where we are, it's, uh, it's the most snow we've had in many years.
0: Many years, yeah. Hopefully, all this warm weather and rain melts it all. I'm done. I'm over yeah. it. Also done with it. Agreed.
1: But yeah, everything's good. How about you?
0: Yeah, pretty good. We got. A good amount of stuff to talk about since we last did uh, one of these regular formatted shows. Last episode was our best and worst of DC movies. And uh, this week we're going to go back to our news pick of the week, which I'll be taking this week. We're going to talk about Uh Benny's previous pick of the week. (laughs) What we're watching, and then at the end we'll be doing a, a WandaVision little spoiler cast since the last episode so two episodes we which was seven and eight we'll be doing some spoiler discussion and uh seeing where the finale is going to go and hopefully next week we'll do a full recap of our finale thoughts the series and maybe a little preview for falcon and winter soldier uh yeah i think that's that's it right i mean let's get right into the news sounds good so we finally found out this week that the title of Spider-Man 3 will be No Way Home. We had some trolling done by the cast where they threw some other titles at us. The so Phone Home and Home Wrecker. I think there was one other one also. Home Slice. <laughs> Home Slice.
1: I mean, that kind so, of gave trolling away for me. I was like, all right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Home Wrecker,
0: I thought, gave it away. <laughs> well,
1: I, I was thinking with the other two, it was almost like, uh, like, like, some, like from people that support him, the name comes from, and then the people that don't support him, you know, like Jay Jonah kind of, you know, yeah. I know uh, homework is not homework. really relatable, but the yeah. homework
0: is usually associated with someone that breaks up a marriage. So. Oh, like, su-
1: like Superman and Superman Returns. <laughs> yes. Got it.
0: <laughs> so uh, the title is, uh, I mean, I'm not totally surprised by it. It kind of makes sense based off of what everyone is thinking the movie is about multiverses and expanding on what happens in WandaVision and Doctor Strange. And uh, they released some pictures from, some stills from the film. We haven't seen any trailers or anything like that yet. But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, and this is all internet speculation again, is the three fake names that they revealed, the Spider-Man logo was in different colored fonts and people are connecting it to the Green Goblin based on the, the order and the color of the fonts. Did you, I, did you happen to see that?
1: I did, but I also felt that it was Mysterious Colors, too. Right. So, you know, it's it's obviously, I think that's the name of the game. You know, I don't, I don't feel Sony is as involved with getting that kind of stuff out there for a reason, you know, for marketing ploy, sure. But, you know, since Feige is involved at in some degree, You know, there's got to be reasons, you know, there's probably a a process of why, you know, they chose those colors and, you know, Green Goblin would make sense if, uh, you know, we talked about all these older characters from the uh, Sam Raimi movies coming back. Um, Obviously, us having the cliffhanger from the last movie, Mysterio potentially, you know, not being dead, maybe, you know, like that could be another factor of like he he being the one to connect the dots between everybody it's tough to say but uh it's cool i mean i'd like that you know people are able to i would not have never put that together you know yeah and like for me just because i'm like all right yeah it's different colors and i'm like oh all right but i don't see a significance but
0: you know who knows it, we'll it could it could also be another troll effort by them there's the well, that's pretty
1: much what all this was except for the final name Everything right else was kind of a troll trip. so
0: and still previous to any trailer. I mean, I don't know what the trailer will even show when they eventually drop it is who knows. We really still don't have no idea. You know, there's all the speculation that the, all the other Spider-Men from the other movies are going to be in this. And you have Jamie Foxx is confirmed to be in it again. And he was electro previously. And I uh, I'm not sure if they ever confirmed Alfred Molina, but there was, there was a, a lot going around that him and, Charlie Cox, who is Daredevil for Netflix. So there's a lot of stuff going around with this movie. And hopefully we even end up seeing it this year because when they released the title, it said Christmas of 2021. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Sony's been adamant that they're not going to put out their movies unless the theaters are reopened. Here in New York, the theaters, I believe, are reopening this coming week with limited capacity in New York City. Uh, so LA would be the only major area that doesn't have theaters open doesn't mean people are going to the theaters just because they're open but if if they are open i'm gonna assume that the studios are gonna start putting their stuff in and and black widow will probably be the ultimate test for that which we discussed on a previous episode
1: yeah i mean it's tough to say because i mean you know you want to hope that things are getting better but you know like you said if people aren't comfortable i feel like the the way life has changed, you know, it might just stir people away from it. And in turn, you know, the the reasons for potential delays may not be due to theaters not being open. It might be people are not going to theaters, you know, and I, I don't know if that's gonna be kind of the move that they need to make a decision that, you know, other studios are doing, you know, like with HBO Plus and stuff, having everything just have the ability to go to the theater or watch it at home. But, you know, right. we briefly discussed my opinion on that too, which is, you know, having, not necessarily having the theater experience, is it affecting people on a grander scale? Like how they, how they absorb the movie, you know, when they see it that first time, you know, granted we have great technology at home and the movies look great at home, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know if Wonder Woman is still a good example, but you know, would that have been better for a lot of people? You know, me, def- definitely not. But would have been a better experience if people, more people watched it in the theater, you know? Right. But time will tell. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that it'll come out this year. And I think everything kind of rides on if they start the, the theatrical phase with Black Widow this, this coming, uh, I think May, the beginning of May. So we have a couple months still uh, right. before we see that and where they go from here. But uh, we also had a, why don't you touch the next bit of, of news? I know it's one of your closer to home favorites.
1: Yeah, no, I was I was waiting and waiting. And I remember you kept saying, you know, like, eh, you know, don't get my hopes up. But uh, after tons of teasing on social media, we finally got a Mortal Kombat uh, movie reboot trailer. We were getting stills for quite some time. And, uh, you know, we had like short snippets that were in like the uh, HBO previews but we finally got it and uh, I think for the most part you and I are pretty divided on it or fairly divided on it
0: I believe so, so I, I, I think I'm divided with most of, most of the people that uh, the internet yeah. comments that I've read
1: so for me like as a fanboy I guess the hype is real and it it was exciting to see it not look cheesy now, obviously, you know, we, we always have that high expectation of, you know, how close can it look, you know, costumes and stuff like that, or the actors and actresses to the roles. And, uh, you know, I think we've also been spoiled, believe it or not, by the 90s Mortal Kombat movie by just embedding the visuals and the aesthetics of those actors and actresses that have played those characters Raiden in particular, you know. Granted, it's not what he looked like in the in the game, but I'm like, you know, when a movie format, I kind of expect that look, but, uh, you know, seeing the trailer, there's a lot of action. It's gory. Um, I'm not crazy about how some of the characters look like the scorpion stuff. It's like, all right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't scream scorpion to me. Um, I know that his, his look has changed obviously a lot, even in the games and it's, closer to that style of having more like an armor, um, you know, samurai kind of look and feel to it. But my biggest thing that I didn't like was I don't like Sub-Zero's mask. Like just from watching the trailers over and over, it looks like overly big on his face and uh, it just looks out of place. But um, certain choreography uh, choreography looked pretty good. I liked uh, what they showed with Sub-Zero and Scorpion at the end when he like sliced them open and his blood was in the midair and then he turned it into like a, uh, like a stabbing weapon, essentially. Um, as cheesy as it is, I don't like that. We don't have the, the video games get over here. You know, I know that they want to evolve that and it probably wouldn't fit, you know, but I wasn't crazy about how he said it. Yeah. But again, that's just me being petty, but uh, I'm excited for it. The fact that I can watch it at home is cool and it's coming sooner than later um i'm hoping we get a couple of characters that are not necessarily in the trailers if like that's all we're getting it's a little weird because i feel like you have melina but no katana you know like little things like that i don't like the johnny cage is not in the movie but uh we have like their own created ca- uh character for the movie but uh yeah it's cool it wasn't amazing but i didn't dislike it how about you
0: Based on everything <laughs> you just said, it didn't really sound like you liked it that much because you, you I, basically well, gave me a bunch of complaints.
1: No, I mean, I I wanted to be critical because as a fan, you know, you're going to you're going to look for stuff and you're going to have certain expectations. Um I feel like stuff with like for example, you know, we won't get into it but we have a Resident Evil movie coming out reboot as well. I feel like I might be a sucker more for that than Mortal Kombat because okay. Mortal Kombat's had uh, a different kind of chance to have a mature side on the, the live action side,
0: mm-hmm. which,
1: uh, which was uh, the miniseries that were made uh, couple, right. several years ago. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. And I like those. So yeah. for me, this feels like that. You know, it, it so. Does,
0: see, I agree with you on that. It does feel like that. But that was a made for internet mini series sort of character profile from when? 10 years ago, maybe longer? This, Man. to me, doesn't scream a theatrical movie, which w- was what it was originally planned to be. Right. And it looks to me like a movie that was made for Netflix or some streaming service that doesn't have a huge budget. No, There's no notable actors in the movie, which is fine. Right. But you're making a trailer and you're showcasing them. And I'm like, th- th- who are these guys? They don't look really totally like the people in the game. Kano, to me, doesn't look at all like Kano. And maybe yeah, we're going down a little weird. bit too much of the movie, uh, the video game rabbit hole for uh, our audience, but I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to watch it, obviously. And I'm sure yeah. it'll be better than Annihilation. And I think there'll probably be more characters than they showed in the trailer. I hope so. Well,
1: I feel but Annihilation I, is pretty much a cosplay movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's really all it is.
0: But the, everyone is really enjoying the fatalities, which is it's cool that they're finally doing that. They kind of show off Luke uh, Liu Kang's dragon you know, they show off some other stuff uh, and I'm, I'm going to watch it, but my expectations are even lower now based off of the trailer. And a lot of people love the trailer and I, I'm not against, I'm not someone to say that you're wrong for liking it. And, you know, that's fine. Everyone gets their own thing and people have been waiting for how long, over 20 years for another Mortal Kombat movie. Right. So, uh, you know, hopefully it does well and it can continue, but in my personal opinion, and again, this is maybe a little bit too much into the video game side of it, the story modes in the past three games have been fantastic, and uh, Agreed. they're tough to even compete with. I know it's a video game, but for a fighting storyline in a movie, it's difficult to translate. Just look at Street Fighter, I mean, oh my
1: god! <laughs> and we had, and the sad part is we had more than one movie for that, yeah. Well,
0: the the one with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Raul Julie is probably the best one, and it's still bad. It's very bad. Oh yeah, oh it's bad. So you <laughs> know, he's got the, fighting. He's got the joystick at the end. Like, come on. <laughs> fighting fighting games do, do not really transfer well into movies. And Resident Evil is completely different because it's not a fighting game. And I, I think, even in my opinion, Silent Hill I enjoy, but. You know, I, I think fighting games are a tougher translate, and maybe Mortal Kombat has a good back lore and back, a good story to pull off, but it, it, it's going to be an uphill climb for them. I think.
1: Yeah, I think the the idea is if it's if it's strong enough on the script, and the actors can pull it off, I think it can become a bigger success after the fact. Yeah. I think um, there is that chance that we can be like, oh, okay, this is really good. You know, I think that. Our expectations are very high because it's something that we both like a lot. You know what I mean? But it's right. like the big thing for me with when it comes to that, like this will be the last thing I bring up. It's just if you remember the guys that did that Internet show, they did that because they did a little trailer for themselves. Right. They put online that got people hyped. That trailer. Yeah. yeah. And that trailer was like awesome. But it was really semi-grounded. Like, it was its own kind of thing. The characters didn't look like they, who they were supposed to. Right. But then that didn't, that didn't translate to their show either because, you know, then other people came in that had money dictating how it looked and felt. So I think what people are getting really hyped about with this is they're not looking at it the way we are. They're looking at it as, does it look, does it remind me of Mortal Kombat? Is there fighting? Is there gore? Does Jax yeah. have his arms? I saw Liu Kang's dragon. I saw a CG Goro, not a puppeteer Goro. You know, I think that's where the hype is coming from. And I truly believe that if the song, the 90s song, fit <laughs> in there the way it was, people would have lost their mind. Yeah, You know, that was the big thing that turned a lot of people off, that the song wasn't there, but the notes were there. If you listen at the end of it, it's there. It's dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So they put it in there, but they wanted to fit the aesthetic of their of their mutant, their yeah. movie. So we'll see. Um, it's cool. I'm, I'm glad they I'm finally got con- it out.
0: I'm still concerned over the acting because I think the, the the original movie doesn't have great actors in it. I mean Christopher Lambert. and a couple right. others here or there. The guy who plays Shang Tsung, his name eludes me right now, is a good He's not a, a popular mainstream actor.
1: Oh, he's, he's awesome, though. He's a great But he's, he's
0: now most notably Shang Tsung, and he is in the video game, him again. So, right. but I'm just concerned. You don't see a whole lot of line delivery or, or stuff in that trailer. And these guys are, are, I mean, I can be wrong, and but they're no name actors, and they're probably hired mostly for their martial arts and their ability to do the fighting scenes. But is, is the dialogue and the storyline going to be laughable based on how bad the acting is? That could be tough. That, that falls back into Annihilation. Whereas, like you said, there's a cosplay with all these horrible looking costumes, but the acting was atrocious also. Right.
1: I mean, I feel like that was, just, that, that was cheese fest. I don't think this will be cheese fest. I feel like if the pacing sucks, that'll hurt the acting even more. I mean, yeah. the acting didn't really bother me in the trailer. We didn't get much of it. Um, well, actually, it that's what's a little yeah, concerning was, to me, right? Um, the the one thing I was gonna say was just like with what's his name, uh, the guy that's playing Shang Tsung now. I look at him and all I'm I'm just waiting for Batman to come and pull him out of a building or something because that's you know who that is, right? That's the guy that was in uh, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. That's the uh, the guy that just does the numbers. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. Oh, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight.
0: the guy who's very a, I'm just... very good with calculation.
1: <laughs> but Tim, I'm, I'm like, That's calculation. The, I'm like, he's like, finish him. I'm like, all right, Batman's gonna come and pull him out of the. <laughs> 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 That's the only person that looked at like remotely. Fit. And you know what? I know Luke Kang because Luke Kang played the uh, the Black Ranger Zach in the Power Rangers reboot.
0: That's the only reason I know him. In the the uh, the movie elizabeth banks read
1: movie oh yeah so he was he was fine
0: all right um, I, I i didn't but, know him from anything so may, uh, yeah all of these actors seemed like nobodies to me so maybe i'll be wrong i'm hopeful I'm, um that i'll be wrong so we'll see i think that comes out in april yeah so we'll, we'll be on it before we know uh but let's jump into the next topic we we'll move along in the news is uh, paramount plus announced a bunch of stuff this week
1: Oh, more money. Great. Another streaming service. Yay. My pockets are hurting.
0: A bunch of new stuff as far as shows, uh, some cancellations, some movie news. Uh, I should mention on here, uh, me and Benny previously discussed off-air, is we might as well throw a tip in there if you can. Uh, Sportsline is offering a discount on CBS All Access when you subscribe. When When you subscribe to Sportsline, you get CBS All Access, the no commercial plan, which is going to be becoming Paramount Plus, uh, I believe the fourth of March, which you may have already be listening to this episode by the time this happens. So I don't know if this will still apply, but when you subscribe for the year using the the promo code Rollback, gives you the year for twenty five dollars. Right?
1: Oh baby, that's a good discount. Normally a hundred bucks.
0: $25 $25 for the year. You get CBS All Access, which is becoming Paramount+. Plus. So I'm sure they'll just change that wording over. And uh, what, what I tried, and I don't know if it still applies. I don't know if you've, you've tried it, Benny, is when I did it, I did it last month. Uh, you go to cancel the Sportsline plan, and it offers you an additional six months for free. So that's 18 months for 25 bucks. Accept the plan. Keep it. Make a note on your calendar, on your Android or, or uh, iOS phone, and cancel it <clears throat> in 18 months so that's what I'll be doing and uh, this was previous to all the Paramount Plus announcements so I was happy to sign up for 25 bucks for that amount of time anyway but now based off some of the things good and some of the things bad they have a lot of Star Trek content they announced uh, now this is a tricky one because I did a little research on this so they announced movies will be coming to Paramount Plus 45 days after their theatrical run but this seems limited to the movies of this year. So Top Gun looks like it was pushed back to next year silently. And a lot of people thought this Paramount Plus was going to launch with Top Gun, the sequel Maverick. That's not the case. And Top Gun will come out, have its full theatrical run, which would be 90 plus days, and then go on Paramount Plus. So this was like a loaded announcement, in my opinion. So they they announced... Uh, A Quiet Place 2, I'm missing one big one, Mission Impossible 7, and like a Paw Patrol movie will be 45 days after theatrical. Mm -hmm. A little different than what HBO Max is doing day and date with their stuff, but it is still swaying the theatrical model a little bit for at least this year. Mm -hmm. I guess they could always change it next year if things change and and people aren't still going back to the theater. Sure. They
1: could change it this year if people start going too.
0: That, that's true mm-hmm. I, that's when i fall into a a, a a weird window like if hbo does decide to do that could they have potential i'm not a lawyer but do they have potential for a, some sort of class action lawsuit people subscribing based on them saying that these movies are going to come out day and date and then they decide to change it and they don't
1: yeah that's a good point
0: yeah I, I really they don't might
1: know push them to next year like and then they might only do this for this year like you said
0: right but. Uh, I don't know. Either way, I have the service. (laughs) Now there's a ton of uh, Star Trek content made for CBS All Access. You get CBS the channel. This isn't an ad for them because I still don't know what they're going to have. They haven't paid us (laughs) in anything. uh, Yes, please. Right now the content isn't wowing me. I mean, I own a lot of movies digitally already. The Star Trek stuff was interesting to me and I like the Twilight Zone reboot. But on the bad side, they ended up canceling another season of that. So unless people get Paramount Plus and maybe watch those two seasons a lot, maybe there's a chance they could do it, but they've already canceled it. So that kind of put me down a little bit. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's tough because, I mean, for me, it's like I said before, it's I joked, you know, but it is. It's like how many streaming services are we going to have, you know, where it's like you're almost paying for a channel per, you know, when yeah. you Think about it, it's like you're starting you pretty to get much count them, you're almost in double digits, you know, as far as potential if you have everything that's out there. Um, I did do what you suggested, uh, the rollback did work for me. I did go to cancel, I did get the extra time, so
0: that okay, worked so out. That, that promo still applies then,
1: yeah, that's that worked. Good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there'll be some cool stuff in there, you know, they did announce. I'll just bring it up briefly. We don't really do video games here, but since we like that stuff, there's going to be like a Halo series coming to Paramount Plus at some point. But one thing that was cool that they announced this past week was we're getting a new Beavis and Butthead movie. So Beavis and Butthead is back, which is is pretty cool. Um, I don't know how relevant that'll be, you know, knowing that, you know, we grew up with those characters. Um, They tried to reboot them once uh, several years ago. I don't know how that went. I didn't really watch it at all. Um, you know, I think like the trailer that they showed, they were in a Zoom meeting. So like they, somehow they picked up and understand technology a little better. So I guess that, you know, like everything else that comes back, you know, from when we grew up, everything tries to fit the modern time. And I guess, you know, it could be cool to, to bring them up to uh, a newer group of, you know, fans or whatnot. Obviously the jokes will probably have to be very different. And, you know, we're in a world where everybody's got to watch what they're, you know, putting out there nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, they were they were probably the least, some of the least offensive considering the, the, the yeah. raunchy stuff that we watch. But, uh, you know, there's no, there's no date for that. So, you know, that could be... They're, they're, definitely,
0: they're definitely tame by the standards of now, even though things are politically correct, they're definitely tame compared to what right. we're used to watching.
1: I mean, I'm I'm still shocked that there's stuff out there that, you know, makes me say you got away with that and nobody's complaining, <laughs> in a in a grander scale. But uh, you know, that's a discussion for another time. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Paramount Plus. Uh, you know, since we're in the week where you're probably listening, it's probably live now. And you know, I think Paul and I will kind of get some time in in the app. Maybe we'll bring up a discussion again. You know, if we find anything we like on there that we don't, you know, that we've never seen or if it has movies we like, I really don't know what's on there. You know, like you, I have a lot of Paramount movies uh, digitally as well. So
0: yeah, I I did browse. I did browse uh, before we move on to the next topic. I did browse a bit of the CBS All Access, which I'm sure is carrying all the content over, hopefully with a lot more. And looking at the Nickelodeon stuff, they have a lot of old Nickelodeon stuff from the 90s. You know, a lot of really old cartoons, they have like Double Dare, but they're missing some of the big stuff that, you know, like Legends of the Hidden Temple or Nick Arcade, some of those shows that probably don't hold up. And well, Nick Arcade may have licensing issues because they had video games on there, but uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple should be able to be on there, especially if Double Dare is. So maybe they're going to expand that and who knows how much people will actually watch that content, but I I like to have it available if I ever want to go back and even just watch a single episode.
1: I could see it coming. I mean, if you think about it, like at least from my from my knowledge, um, you know, there's that, that theme park in New Jersey, Nickelodeon Universe. They actually have a uh, Hidden Temple kind of uh, ride, if you will, like a yeah. challenge thing there. So I, I think that they know the fans want it and like it. Um, a friend of mine that's an artist actually just did a, a collaboration with Nickelodeon to make like a tiki, t- uh, like a button down shirt that actually is... Legend of the Hidden Temple, like with the Tiki and all that stuff. So I think that maybe it'll come down, you know, down the line and may just not be ready yet, or you know, they do, you know, like all these apps, they do stuff in droves, and they're like, yeah, alright, you know, right. we'll release this. Not re- not really relevant to me, or maybe even you, but for that show, uh, that channel also, they they said that they're doing a Rugrats show, yeah. since you talked about the old 90s show, but it's CG. Right. All right, But it cool. has all the
0: original, original voice actors right which is cool so, you know
1: yeah. i like i was a reptar guy you know i wasn't really into the show but i liked the idea of reptar you know being like godzilla or whatever so i guess we'll see but uh anything else for that
0: no i think that's it we'll we'll follow we'll touch back after it launches and see how how it goes hopefully it doesn't turn into like a quibby and just be a train oh, right but <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yeah well these guys can make mistakes and you know I mean, it could be like WWE, right? You have the app for so long, and then oh, let's just merge into something else.
0: Well, I, I don't know if that's really the topic for here, but <laughs> no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good move for them. They're getting a billion dollars to go on Peacock, and we'll see Ooh, baby, that that's goal.
1: a lot of money. Yeah,
0: and and it's not it's not permanent. It's only a, I think it's a five year deal. So they could renegotiate it, but I agree. You know, you, they're they're moving off an app that they have a install base on and. We'll see where that goes. That's happening next month, also, in March okay. rather, because by the time you listen to this, it will be March. But yeah. it's happening in March, 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 March Madness.
1: March, March Madness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the two <laughs> listeners that don't know that joke, thank you. <laughs> so we have we have one more thing of news, which is, uh, it's a funny one to me actually, because you know with all the the Marvel love that we have and all the mcu stuff coming this year you know i thought i maybe i just didn't know but i thought that when marvel got control of pretty much all the stuff they weren't going to really let other studios kind of jump in to do tv shows but here we are we have a show coming to hulu uh which we got a trailer for and it's coming in may for modok of all characters
0: yeah so i have a little history on this stuff this was this was announced uh, a while ago, before Kevin Feige t- really took over everything as far as even the TV division. Okay. And uh, Hulu is primarily now owned by Disney anyway. Right. So it's not really like another studio doing doing it, but it's not under the Marvel Studios banner. Right. And I would expect, unless, unless it's really well-received well and uh, basically if Kevin Feige really likes it, It's going to be a one and done show, like Hellstorm, which was on Hulu. Also, they had planned to do I think like maybe four shows, and these are the only two that ended up happening. Because I believe they were going to do like a Howard the Duck again, weren't they going to do an animated? I I thought they were, and Kevin Smith was involved, and it kind of all fell fell apart when the Disney kind of wanted to merge all their uh, Marvel under one banner, right? So. The trailer looked okay. It looks kind of like Robot Chicken to me, and right. uh, I'm, I'll check it out. Modoc's an interesting character, and it looks like it's going to be violent and uh, probably uh, parental advisory, a little uh, cursing and stuff right. like that. Yeah,
1: it's got it's got Patton Oswalt that's uh, doing the voice, and there's a lot of tongue in cheek. You know, it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm all for more Marvel Marvel content. It, but it's just like what you said, you know, how long is this something like this going to last is because we 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 have been spoiled by having that connective tissue and we hope that everything loops together. But it's like, right. you know, I feel like Modoc's a character that people would like to eventually make it into the MCU. Um, and obviously we just got him in an Avengers game that I don't really care for, <laughs> um, you know, and I think he was probably one of the better parts of that game which again we won't be discussing games but you know it's it's interesting that they chose Modoc of all villains you know to give their own show you yeah. know i feel like you could you could have did dr doom you know and you probably could have had I, the I, same kind of content I, you know like I, I
0: think they wanted to make it a little more comical and they want to keep dr doom a little more serious and and this may this may go back to that they didn't own dr doom again at the time true, when this true. was announced because that was part of fox i would expect dr doom to come my own opinion to come later in the MCU world as a, another big bad, right? I mean, once Fantastic yeah, Four yeah, arrives. Yeah, and- exactly. Right.
1: Well, you know, it's not like Superman where, you know, we're going to get Lex Luthor and everything. It seems like Fantastic Four always gets Doctor Doom. Yeah. You know, they could they could be smart and say, we'll pick somebody else, but then Mole make Man. him a big. <laughs> he's always, he's always the second guy you add, you know, like <laughs> you think about Fantastic Four, it's like, oh, it's Doctor Doom, Mole Man. Oh, great. <laughs> You know, there's, like, there's a couple think,
0: re- really weird, obscure Fantastic Four characters just from like the 90s cartoon. Wasn't there like a, a puppet master kind of character also? Or I forgot who it was, maybe. What his name was. It might have been Puppet Master. I don't remember. Back
1: then, the, the names are usually a lot simpler. <laughs> I mean, when you have a name like Mole Man, right?
0: Mole Man. He's a classic character, though.
1: I mean, look, for me, another, you know, I don't want to get too far off the edge, but if we're on Fantastic Four... I love me my scrolls and, I, and I'd love for us to eventually get a super scroll in there. You better consider it. Just keep that in mind.
0: Well, so. they have, they have uh, the scrolls already in the MCU, so it would make sense. Right. Right. So I did a quick Google search. There is a character called puppet master from the four that I was, I was, I was remembering correctly.
1: And it's like watching Batman and the Bulls, you know. And it's like, oh, that guy looks like Calendar Man. Oh, wait, his name is Calendar Man. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you don't have to think too hard.
0: Or the Or the Condiment King, you know.
1: Oh they, my God, they
0: really they really got creative with some of the naming of these characters in the 60s They really 70s. did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too funny.
0: I mean, you know what?
1: I hate it. I hate to say it, but like a show like Brave and the Bold did a good job of making me even care at all for a character yeah. like that. I read in the comic and I'm like, get out of here, you know?
0: Yeah, but like, Brave, the the, show, Brave and the Bold is one of my, other than the original Batman, the animated series, but Brave and the Bold is probably my favorite of the Batman that have come since.
1: Yeah, I, it's up there with me, but I never finished it. For me, I'm more for as you remember, I'm, I love the Batman. Yeah, yeah, I love that show. It got better as it went on, but uh, I like when I used to not like when they take chances and change stuff. I, I, I kind of appreciated it with that show, but uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on before we, we have a bad habit of, you know, jumping into other <laughs> topics and stuff. So now we're going to go into the pick of the week, but before we do your pick, let's take a brief moment and discuss uh, as far as I understand, my pick last week uh, was something that you ended up going to watch. Two weeks, I got a ago.
0: Couple
1: of, two weeks ago fair enough right
0: and I, I just wanted to mention of, i did i did a quick google search and brave and the bold and the batman are both on hbo max so people who have hbo max can check and the original batman the animated series so hbo max is really picking up on all the batman uh, cartoons and content so you, know, you should go check it out if you haven't before but I'm sorry
1: get on it get on it so yeah um mr paul has uh seen psycho gorman
0: I have <laughs> witnessed the psycho gore man, or well, PG and... for short. <laughs> PG, I, I thought it was dumb. I, I told you I, it was dumb. I, I understand, <laughs> and I get the, uh, I guess I get the appeal for it. It just wasn't for me. I like, yeah. I like the, you know, I like the '90s costumes and all the. Villains that are like in outer space watching over him. I'm not trying to spoil the movie for you. It's not a whole lot I can spoil, but yeah, I, I mean, enjoy all that in the
1: trailer, So that yeah,
0: I enjoy all that, but they're really not fleshed out, and they're not really giving you a whole lot with them. It's a, it's a short movie. It's only like ninety minutes long. It's got a little heart to it, which is it's, it's cool. It's I guess it just wasn't for me, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip on it. I get why you liked it. It was watchable for that right. hour and a half. I would watch it sooner than I would go watch Wonder Woman 84 again. So Thank that's you. my that's my point <laughs> of comparison, I guess, for a lot of things. I so had poker night with some friends and we just said, well, would you rather have COVID or watch Wonder Woman 84 again? So that's that's Yikes. our comparison. <laughs> that's how much we dislike Wonder Woman 84. But it wasn't in the bottom of my DC picks or yours either, for that matter. So go I guess it yet. wasn't that bad.
1: Well, it's just not memorable, but, like you and I yeah, said. Yeah,
0: right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend Psycho Goreman. I guess it's, it, it really depends on your liking to the movies. Like, there's gore in it. Not enough for me. There is, right. you know... For having a name like, like that. <laughs> it doesn't go in enough on, on what it's selling. Like, you're going to have all these... Build the lore out even more. I get it. It's probably a low-budget movie and they couldn't... It has Shutter's backing, so there had to be some money there. But it doesn't go all in enough on one particular thing for me. Be over-the-top gory. Kill a lot of people. You know, like... He goes right. into a portal at one point, starts killing people, but then the portal closes, you know, and see what else is happening. I I, I get it's a story of, of the little girl and and her brother and her family, but the father is probably my favorite character in the, oh, in the well, movie.
1: We, <laughs> we won't go into it, but just bathtub scene, probably one of the best scenes in all the movie. Would you agree? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I get it, and it, it's a tough sell. It really is, because there's nothing like it. You know, like even if the bad of the bad out there, if they're not like it because and I think that's probably why I appealed to it so much. You know, for me, obviously I'm a sucker for the, the the music having like that older retro feel. Um I like that it had reminiscence of like Power Ranger suits, like the rubber suits and whatnot. Right. Um I like the weird dynamic because the family is so bizarre. Like that's like they're all weird in their own way, yes. you know. Yeah, you they have own, like all have
0: their own little weird Things going on,
1: but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad you you checked it out. I appreciate it, and I'm glad you you at least got the reasoning. Because I know, like in the past, you and I have spoken, and you'd be like, "Oh, you like that trash?" It's like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, um, <laughs> well,
0: that's that's part of the, that's, the 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 dynamic of this pick section, right? Is we have contrasting movie styles yeah. to an extent. To an extent, sometimes we agree, and most of the time, it's comic book stuff that we agree on. But right. Uh, so let me go into my pick then before we go on too long with that. Uh, my pick, I'm going to start at least on my side. I don't know if you're going to attempt it when you start to go to your picks. My pick is available streaming. Uh, I don't know if that'll always be the case. And maybe we'll, we'll do a uh, Movies Anywhere kind of sharing thing also, which is something we had discussed. But this is available on Amazon Prime right now. I don't know how long. It, it's been on there for a while. It's a 2019 film. From a director a lot of people consider polarizing, Ryan Johnson, who directed oh. The Last Jedi, which is my one of my one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. And there has been a murder. The name of the movie is called Knives Out. A lot of people are probably familiar with it. If they are familiar and haven't seen it, it is a must-watch. It is a fantastic m- movie. It's a it's a who done it. Kind of movie, and uh, we're trying to figure out who killed uh, the the father of a family, Christopher Plummer. And Daniel Craig is a a southern southern accented uh, detective, private investigator, who's trying to oh, figure boy. out who done it. And if everyone knows Daniel Craig from the Bond movies, it's it's a funny portrayal to see him doing a southern accent. And uh, it's got a pretty good cast. It's got Captain America. It's got Chris Evans in it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, uh, Tony Collette. It's got, a, it's got a decent cast to it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good – I really enjoy it. You, don't, you think you know who, who did it right away, and it, it twists and turns you a little bit. Nothing is cheaply done, I feel like. Everything is earned in it. And uh, I don't know if it's your kind of movie – I just think altogether, I've never heard anyone say they watched it and didn't like it. Okay. So I think that's why I went with that pick. I was going to go with something we had spoken. I was going to go with something like a little more hardcore drama that doesn't seem like your type of thing to watch at all, just to mess with you and make you watch it. But uh, I went with a movie that I actually, Oh well, both movies would have been movies I enjoy, but I think this is a movie that you'll enjoy as well.
1: Fair enough. So it's kind of like a modern take of Clue, like a whodunit. You know, yes, obviously there's
0: it's, more to it, but not as comedy as Clue, right? And not as tongue-in-cheek with you know, like the endings changing and stuff like that. Got but it. basically, basically a version of Clue. Yeah, like yeah. a Who Done It, you know?
1: Yeah, because I know that there's a uh, I the name eludes me right now, unfortunately. But there was like a recent Adam Sandler movie um, that had, had like that kind of feel with the Who Done It scenario. And like yeah. the whole movie is like figuring it out. And I actually enjoyed that movie. It was one of his many Netflix movies. I think it was him and. Uh,
0: is that the one with Jennifer uh, Aniston? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: And they're like, they're I,
0: on like a boat. Right. And yeah. I, I remember, I don't remember the title either. And I have never seen it, so I can't recommend it. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, you know,
1: most people can't stand Adam Sandler. You know, I'm kind of in the middle with him. I don't like everything he does. I like his older stuff, but uh, you know, my wife likes watching his stuff when they pop up on Netflix. And I said, all right, we'll try that one. And I liked it. So, I mean, that's a potential good sign. I liked, I liked fig- trying to figure out who did it and that was yeah. cool. You know, Like I it think had comedy, if you but... like
0: that, I would expect you'll like this a lot more. This and I'm going to come back is... and tell you it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't even know. I mean, the acting is always phenomenal. They have great actors in the movie. Uh, it's just a, it's a really well done movie, and like I said, Ryan Johnson, I did not like his take in the Star Wars universe. Uh, everyone has their opinion on that, also, but yeah. I thought this was phenomenal. Apparently, they're going to make a sequel because of how well received this was. Uh, the sequel will follow. No spoilers here, obviously. The sequel will follow follow Daniel Craig to a different murder, so he'll be the only carryover, essentially, you know, to to a sequel, which which I, I'm intrigued to see. I hope he does a sequel and then does a different accent. So you don't know if he's really a Southern guy or not. He's just, Just he himself is is a a surprising twist kind of character. And you don't know if you could trust him either.
1: Cool. I'll definitely check it out. And we'll, uh, we'll follow up on it in a future show and see what I think.
0: Amazon prime knives out. Uh, Maybe elsewhere. Eventually, maybe it'll be on Paramount plus. I think it's a Paramount movie. I'm not even totally sure. I would have helped if I would have looked at that previously. <laughs> uh, it's a Lionsgate movie. So I'm not sure who they have their, their deal with, but it may just be Amazon right now. Okay. But yeah, that's my pick for the week. Knives Out 2019, Ryan Johnson film.
1: Sounds good. Cuckoo. So now we talk about what we're watching.
0: You want to go first? Why don't you jump first this week? Oh,
1: you're going to let <laughs> me go. You're so, you're so kind. <laughs> so so I have been watching stuff on the fly which is not usually my take I used to I tend to watch a lot of the same stuff over and over usually TV shows I'll watch them until I'm blue in the face uh, you know watching tons of Rick and Morty uh, reruns and I like weird shows like Paradise PD stuff like that but uh, I found myself wanting to try to check out some movies that I'd never seen before. And I'm a big horror guy. So uh, jumped on Shudder. Um, Shudder has a lot of different stuff on there. And original content is uh, something that they've been doing more lately. And um, there was a movie that I had came across in Best Buy. Like I just saw the artwork on the on the Blu-ray. And I actually bought it because it was a uh, 4K uh, Blu-ray for 10 bucks. So I was like, it's probably a trash movie. But I like trash it's movies. A, it's, it's always
0: a good sign, right? On the 4K yeah. movies, 10 bucks on uh, physical media.
1: Exactly. Well, it's funny enough, it was like 25 in Best Buy. And then I did the old look at Amazon and it was 10 bucks on sale on Amazon. So I price matched it. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I go home and I happen to be on Shutter, and fortunate enough that movie was on there. So that movie is VFR. VFR is, uh, it deals with, um, for those who don't know, uh, VFR stands for Veterans. Very, very, of... very friendly rabbit. <laughs> very <laughs> bad. No, never <doesn't> mind. <laughs> I, I know you were trying to find something about very bad film.
0: Or... No, I was just making the most random thing I could come up with. I don't, what does it really stand for? I don't know
1: uh it is uh veterans of foreign wars wars actually so there are buildings called vfrs that veterans can go to to you know kind of connect with each other and you know i guess in some cases it might be like a bar setting or like a community center kind of thing i didn't do a lot of research on that but it looks like they are real because i did a search for it it told me that there was vfrs in my, my neighborhood so um it's basically about some uh older veterans that are at a bar just connecting and there's actually some characters some actors in there that you know have done movies in the past unfortunately their names i don't know off the top of my head but uh the original shaft is one of the characters um one of the guys from cheers is in it like it's just a a wide variety of guys and then there was there's this main guy that um I knew I recognized his face, and I didn't realize till after. There's a horror movie about, or maybe a thriller movie about a guy that's blind. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And -hmm. like people break into his house, that actor is uh, is lights out, right? Lights out. That's it. Yeah, he's in. He's in the movie as well. So it looks like the the main premise of the movie is just like there's uh, a lot of drugs going on, and people are like they get crazy over the drunks. They they practically become like not zombified, but they just crazy. They'll do anything for the drug, you know. So a girl ends up stealing all the drugs from the, the drug dealer in the area, and then the drug dealer makes all the all the junkies like go after her. So she basically ends up where these guys are, and then basically they get trapped in there, and they have all these these crazy crazed junkies trying to break in and it's just is it's bloody it's gory cutting heads off like it's just it goes crazy you know and i I wasn't expecting it because it's a slow burn in the beginning but uh it was fun for what it was and i didn't look at a trailer i went in blind and i was pleasantly surprised um and then two other things i was watching one was uh on amazon prime uh video there's a documentary called insert coin it's more video game related but uh It deals with, like, the history of, like, Williams uh, games, which then turned to Midway. And then, you know, like, pretty much dealing with the people that have – I feel like now it's mostly the people that are at NetherRealm, the guys that do Mortal Kombat. So, you know, they talk about the evolution of games, like, start with NARC and, like, NBA Jam and Mortal Kombat. And it was was pretty cool because, like, you know, obviously we grew up with games like that, but I never knew the ins and outs of, like, what it took – to make stuff like that. So um, definitely it's worthwhile of, if you're a gamer.
0: It's out of your uh, usual genre yeah. of the documentary. It, you said it was on Amazon?
1: It's on Amazon Prime, yeah. so Cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was cool. And then uh, this other horror movie, um, it happens to be on Shudder as well. This one's called Mayhem. This uh, deals with a person that was in The Walking Dead Uh, unfortunately it was one of the guys that got his head bashed in by negan (laughs) i don't remember his name because i didn't really watch it but i knew he looked familiar um this is an interesting movie because this one deals with like a virus that's weirdly like kind of like covid you know like it's spreading fast kind of thing it's not killing people but obviously then it takes that fictional step and what it actually does is it amplifies your emotions and your adrenaline and your ids. So like it makes you do compulsive things that you don't have like any control over. So if you're, if you're an emotional mess, you're going to be crying like times a thousand, that kind of thing. Um, and one of the visual symptoms is one of your eyes just gets completely like bloodshot red. Um, so it's, it's talking about how this is a big thing. And it's, it's happening in select areas. They're having like little outbreaks. And then this guy just happens to, it's a lawyer in a building. And basically, you know, the building gets quarantined, you know, because somebody gets infected, but pretty much the entire building gets infected. So he hates his job. He's going through some stuff. He's got a lot of anger and rage. So you can imagine where it goes at that point. It like, it gives me kind of like that office space kind of feel like that rebelling, but to like the, a whole nother level, you know, like there's like, you know, he's just taking, you know, HR comes in his way, he's just punching him in his face and it gets, it gets, you know, like they start killing each other because what happened was they talk about there was a loophole in a previous outbreak and the person murdered somebody and they didn't get charged because they said that it was the virus that caused them to do it. So they found a loophole. So that's the whole idea is like, oh, we're in here. We know we're quarantined. I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, like, and they take advantage of that eight hours. It's, it's got a comical feel to it. It's got a lot of blood. It's weird. But I, I thought it was cool. It was another thing. I, I happened to see a trailer first and then, uh, you know, just gave it a try. So those are my three that I've been watching.
0: It's mostly the same, you know, horror stuff besides the Insert Coin uh, yeah. documentary.
1: I've been sleeping on and shutter for some reason. I've been spending a lot of time
0: on <laughs> So mine are all available on Netflix, what I've been watching the past uh, week week or two. Besides WandaVision, obviously, which we both watched, which we'll talk about after. Uh, so it's, it's like an ad for Netflix, but not an ad for Netflix. So all of these are available I'll, last I mentioned Breaking Bad on the the last what we're watching I I've, I've completed that and now I've completed Better Call Saul, which is a spinoff of Breaking Bad for those that don't know or or Benny, and uh, it's a prequel to Breaking Bad, following uh, Saul who's a, car- a lawyer from Breaking Bad, and it's basically leading up to the events of Breaking Bad. And it has uh, all the character, many of the characters from Breaking Bad. So there's a lot of connective tissue, while still telling a completely different story. So whereas Breaking Bad is about cooking meth, uh, Better Call Saul is about a, a guy down on his luck and him becoming a lawyer and the trials and tribulations of that. And some of the other characters from Breaking Bad, such as Mike and and Gus. Gus is played by uh, Jean Carlo Esposito, who many know as Moff Gideon on. Uh, the Mandalorian, and this is really where he became, a—I feel like, a, a huge star, and this is where he's springboarding now to other things, both of both of these shows. So Better Call Saul isn't done yet. There's still going to be one more season of it, which looks like it's going to air next year, which sucks for me now because I've binged through all of these shows. And uh, the, the most recent season isn't available on Netflix, uh, so you have to go around other means to find that. I'll leave that as that. Uh, and the other the other two things I watched are limited series on Netflix that are documentaries to very different documentaries. One uh, is called Night Stalker. It's about the Night Stalker murders that happened in California in the 80s. Uh, it's a little drawn out. I felt like uh, Julie and I, my wife, we felt it was it did. It's I believe it was four episodes four almost hour long episodes. It didn't need to be that long very drawn out by the time it gets to the last episode it's really good because he spoiler alert for something that happened in real life uh he got caught and it has some of his uh trials when he was on trial and some of his dialogue he did in the interview at some point the guy is dead now anyway so i mean it's creepy and it's um it's really wild the stuff that he got away with killing all these people and how they ended up tracking him down which i won't give that away uh but and they have pictures and, and and eyewitness accounts on some of the murders and from the scene. And this guy was one evil guy. He was one sick, sick guy. Uh, then the other documentary is called Fear City, which is about the the mafia in New York City during the 70s. Uh, this gives you about most of the big crime families and how they, you know, how they lived in the 70s, how New York was in the 70s and eventually how they, they uh They caught them. That series is only three episodes. Uh, It doesn't feel as drawn out. It probably could have been done in two also. And I feel like Netflix kind of stretches these things out to make them longer than they need to be. Uh, They've done that on TV shows as well, but I think both of them are good. I would, I would probably recommend fear city over night stalker. I was going to watch one about the Cecil hotel in California. I don't know if you've heard about that hotel. They have a series, uh, a documentary on there also. But I heard that's even more drawn out. That should, should have been an hour and it's four. And they don't really go into all the details. It's, it's uh, you might want to look it up. It's, uh, it's about a, what, what many people theorize as a haunted hotel in L.A. And people have died there. And the biggest story was a girl that, you know, there was footage of her in an elevator acting really creepy. Like like someone was coming after her, looking at the elevator door. Then she went missing. And then she turned up somewhere in the building months later. I won't spoil it. I mean, again, this is real life. This is not, right. I mean, you just could look up a news article and figure it out. But uh, it's interesting. American Horror Story, when they did the season called Hotel, was based off of that hotel. Oh,
1: interesting. Good.
0: So it's on Netflix also, and the reviews were mixed, so I haven't jumped into it. I may now that i finished Better Call Saul and Bad, but those are basically what I've been watching in the past couple of weeks. That's cool. Yeah, I tend to watch
1: documentaries with Jessica, my wife. Actually, um, it she's big into like those, like with the murder, you know, unsolved murders, and like she loves uns- unsolved mysteries too. So, you know, like once in a while she'll be watching one, and I'll I'll watch it too. Like they try to understand like stuff that happens. So maybe I'll pick something we can discuss. I think that's a cool topic.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean. I, I, I'll I touch on Unsolved Mysteries. They brought back Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, right, last year at some point. Right. I watched one episode, and maybe it's just I have strong I have strong beliefs in it, but they had an episode about, like, alien abduction and stuff like this, and I, I just found it so laughable. I, I, I don't believe in that sort of stuff. So to right. me, it's not creepy. It's just your nutcase. But some people believe in that, <laughs> and, you know, I, I couldn't get past it. Maybe I'd go back because I know each of those episodes is different. You know, it's different. Right. Topics and different stories, but the alien one—this didn't. These people just seemed like whack jobs to me. So, I mean, I people believe it, and I—I I get it, but it wasn't for me.
1: Well, let's just hope the White House never gives us intel, because then we'll be like, so I guess who's crazy now,
0: Paul? <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, <I'm waiting laughs> sure. For Sure. <laughs> if they're coming here, it's going to be like Mars Attacks. We're all done. They're all going to... <laughs> no, they're
1: going to come down here and say, stop this shit. We hear you a mile away. Enough. Million, millions of miles away. We hear you. Enough. Bad.
0: So I, ah. I, it, it, I think that's it for what we're watching, right? Anything else before yeah. we go into... No, so let's that's it. preface now. We're going to go into spoilers for WandaVision. I'm gonna be talking episode seven and eight. If you haven't watched Spoiler up, up, warning. If you haven't watched up until the end of episode eight, you should probably stop now. Thank you for listening. Give us a listen to it after you've you've uh, you've picked us back up. But uh let's get into it. Yeah. No, seven eight, no a lot way. of a lot of reveals have happened in these past two episodes. A lot has happened, but not a lot has happened, also, I feel like.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I remember day one when we started this show, and first thing you said was a slow burn, and you know, hopefully it'll pick up. And I'm just I'm more concerned that we have one episode left, and I feel like there's so many questions that have not been answered. It's not going to be as long as people would hope, um, especially if for some reason they like to have seven minute credits <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, yeah, uh, we finally found out. It was Agatha all along. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've been speculating that for quite some time. And uh, I, I think it's very clever how they kind of went through that. And they have her, you know, at the end, kind of just seeing how she's manipulating a little bit of everything um, as things are happening. Um, I I still feel that there's a chance that there's, I don't want to say that there's some good in her but that she may not be as evil as everybody thinks, you know, based on her, the way she is in the comics, you know, they do have a, a relationship, her and Scarlet Witch, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe she's trying to get the power for herself. I think that's the most selfish thing here. I think she she feels that that's something that she should have, which, you know, you can, you can discuss if you want as we learn more about that. But uh, after the last two episodes, I feel that, you know, episode eight definitely dug into stuff that we needed which was getting some flashbacks and seeing um agatha who she was where she came from um a little bit and essentially you know where she i don't want to say she got her powers in that scene um because it looks like they obviously they were holding her accountable for already doing something else right but i feel that when they were trying to bind her it looks like they were trying to bind her maybe with uh, with the spell that they trigger her powers to kind of amplify you know because if you notice it looked like you know we don't know if she was joking the whole time if she was in pain you know but she goes from pain to like enjoying it in a sense and yeah then the color coding changes um i thought that was neat how she kind of like absorbed everything uh could we go more into the lore? Maybe, you know, is it worth it? Um, probably not right now, you know, maybe if, they, if she appears again, I would assume she's gonna be around for a little bit. Um, the flashbacks, you know, finding out about Vision, that was something that I thought was uh, surprising because she didn't take the body. She didn't take it. So I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's strange. We do a more strange.
0: to question Hayward. Yeah, I mean, if you're not questioning them by the end of the episode, also, I mean, <laughs> very true.
1: So, what what do you feel you've gotten out of the last two episodes? Like that, you know, substantial from from where, you know, we've gotten a lot of breadcrumbs, but there was there's been some meaty substance we've gotten.
0: Yeah, so obviously uh, with the Agatha stuff, and uh, I've watched the episode each episode twice. Uh, she makes a mention that you know, when uh, Wanda said, uh, oh, uh, they're talking about Pietro or Pietro, and uh, Wanda mentions, oh, that was you. She says, no, I was just his eyes and his ears. Uh, that makes me think still, there's still a tiny bit of hope that he is the Fox Quicksilver or someone else And because if she didn't put him there, he ended up there somehow. And he's not you know, he could have still got there from another dimension. And then, and then Agatha just controlled him. Right. In, in episode eight, we didn't see him at all because, it was, like you said, it was mostly flashbacks. Uh, it also brings up the fact that Wanda had this power, but previous to the Mindstone, which is really our first taste of mutants. I mean, without actually saying it, you know, Agatha right. kind of spells it out that. You know, the Mind Stone just reinforced the power rather than let it die on the vine because we see a bomb that Wanda essentially stopped with her powers without really showing her stopping it. But it's, you know, Agatha, it tells you that that's basically what happened. There's no reason that bomb didn't go off other than you doing it. So that's interesting to me because it's, you know, someone with powers that isn't really connected to a infinity stone which is one of the first that we're really seeing you know everyone's usually like uh, captain marvel was connected with the tesseract also and everyone's been the way we were taught in age of ultron was that both of them were quicksilver and and the wanda were powered by the infinity stone on on loki's scepter which was the mind stone and we see uh a vision use that word a little uh differently here, a vision of Scarlet Witch inside the Mind Stone when she's uh, when she's uh, in the chamber of, of the Hydra chamber or whatever. So that was cool, I thought. A, a, a lot really wasn't answered in this episode. And like you said, I, I'm, I don't think everything needs to be answered by the end of this. Because in the Marvel movies, not everything is answered in one movie and we're right. drawn out. But I think it's a little late to the game now to decide that Everyone thinks Mephisto was going to show up in the show. I don't think he is just to show up in one episode now. I'd be surprised, right. unless it's an after credits or something like that. That's what I was thinking yeah, sort of deal.
1: Exactly
0: I, the I, still think, almost, you know? I still think Hayward is someone that we, we're not realizing. And maybe he's a scroll. Maybe he's a, I don't know. A friend in the show, Joe, was we, I was talking with him, and he said maybe that some of these sword agents are Cree. Where you know the mm-hmm. Kree and, and Captain Marvel were made out to be the bad guys, and the scrolls were the good guys. So maybe, maybe they're Kree doing things, and you know maybe that'll bring over the, the uh, Jude Law back at some point. I, I don't know. I, I'm still obviously very much anticipating it, and I, I've enjoyed the episodes. Agatha, Agnes being Agatha Harkness was like the worst kept internet secret. Everyone kind of figured that out right away, but. It's still I feel like there's still uh secrets that people haven't figured out for this final episode.
1: Yeah, I think I think that there's gonna be so many little things four years from now, five years from now,
0: that we're gonna tie back
1: to that we're not even thinking about right now.
0: That would be very and, cool. I, I'm hopeful yeah. that, that I that the same thing happens. And do you I think, think that you, okay. Good.
1: No, I was just gonna say I think that there's there's really a good chance and I've probably watched these episodes more than I should. (laughs) I've probably watched uh, the later ones three to four times and I look for things now and I'm just like, Oh, maybe, you know, I feel like some like stuff in Agatha's uh, you know, her lair, if you will, you know, I think those runes are going to come into play, you know, down the line. I feel like there might be stuff on the shelves that are, you know, we're not focused on, but something that's back there, that's going to come back. I do think, a lot of this is going to tie into Captain Marvel. And I think because of Monica being part of it and having such a bigger role um, in it and having her and, and Hayward have like that relationship where it started off friendly and it became very, you know, exact opposite at that point, you know. And, you know, I'm wondering if maybe it was him in the beginning, like when we first see them meet. And then maybe he became a scroll later because I feel like the personality between the two, like he was really, really supportive and friendly with her. And, you know, he, he could be, you know, I think obviously if we're dealing with, you know, obviously with no secret invasion, it's coming eventually. Um, they've probably been at it a while. Like you said, this is probably not something that's just starting, but I just feel like the dynamic of them, it changed obviously drastically, but obviously the circumstances may, may justify that, you know, with them, you know, determining that somehow vision's essence is in there. Cause that's the weird part. That's the part that confuses me probably the most is he was somehow tracking vision, right? Yeah. How was he tracking vision if she never took vision to begin with?
0: She, she created him inside the, inside the hex and, uh, made him a, exactly the same without his memories, I guess, because he was tracking him by the vibranium.
1: So so she potentially has the ability to create vibranium. Like you know, you think anything. about she can create anything like she can. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's but incredible. We still don't know if any, think about that.
0: We still don't know if anything can survive outside of this hex because when he went through right. he was dying. So And it was
1: we don't know why it was pulling him in. You know, unless right. it's well, just cuz he's not real. part of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, I guess we'll learn more because then we'll figure out if the children will survive either, right? I mean, Right. they're created as a manifestation of her as well as far as we know
1: right because obviously in the comics is it's one story but we don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna even consider going that route because i mean there's got to be there's got to be some something else at play you know i don't how does she all of a sudden there's got to be i think the runes like i know you and i spoke offline briefly about You know, placement of where Agatha's house is, we really don't know. Like, I I thought that she might be closer to the house, you know, with the heart being where she was going to build, where Wanda builds the home, you know, I'm just thinking when you think about, you know, pentagrams and hexes and stuff like that, there's always that center point, right? So, you know, her having that basement and having everything kind of designed, like that circular kind of room it leads me to believe that either that's the center of the town or the center of the hex, you know, and is it close to her home? Like, what, what's, I, is I there still, relevance I still, to that?
0: I still think the basement was just built by her when she got there. I don't think it was there previously. I think she oh, built it. Really? Yeah.
1: Because it looks, it looks so old.
0: Like, well, why I mean, would you build something that just
1: look old? You know what I mean? She like, could just
0: manifest it the way she wanted to. She's a witch.
1: I guess. I think that's a bit far fetched. I feel like maybe it's there. Maybe she discovered it. Maybe she didn't like know no. it was there. No. No. Like, okay, so we have this recorded now. We'll find out. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and I'm but, still um, sticking with my theory that Hayward is Ultron. So I'm I'm sticking yeah. with that. I'm not jumping off. So when that eventually, if that eventually comes through, I said it. You know, weeks ago, whatever. Yeah, but I uh, think we'll, I we'll, think he's
1: either a scroll or a super scroll, and I think that Ultron is potentially in the AI of S.W.O.R.D. and I think he'll take
0: over White Vision so I think oh, I'm with that, you on that's certain really, aspects. That's really going I think White Vision will become our MCU vision and he's going to be uh, gathering his memories as this phase of the MCU goes on maybe they'll do a Vision show with just Vision like the, the comic series the Visions where he makes right. a, a synthetic family so that I could see that eventually happening but I don't think uh, they're done with Paul Bettany as division. So we'll see after this next episode. And I uh, think we'll, we'll – we'll hopefully, if our schedules align, we'll do a spoiler session for the finale, full discussion next week, right? Is that what we're planning? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we'll have a best and worst for the following week, which right now looks like we're going to be doing the Arnold – Arnold Schwarzenegger best and worst. Is that right, Benny?
1: None of my movies are terrible. They're all great and magical. <laughs> They're all special.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm looking well, forward to that because we have
1: a lot. We have a lot in common with the love of Arnold, and uh, you know, this will be a good time to give, not necessarily give out the hate, but you know, be a little critical of them. So right. it'll be a good time. Hope you guys stay tuned for that.
0: Yep. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll be back again with you. Same, same bad time, same that station same wanda station next week
1: do you